Welcome back to the podcast. What is up? What up? It is Sunday, April 25th. Let me check that because literally earlier today I said it was February 25th because um, a sis is still concussed. Um, But we're coming out of it. We're coming out of it. I'm becoming Tana again. So hi, welcome. This is going to be the lesson 34, developing emotional literacy. I'm literally, hold on, I got to take a sip of my drink and then we're going to get started. Today's lesson is titled Developing Emotional Literacy. And literally, guys, emotional intelligence, I think, is one of the keys to any successful person, successful relationship, successful relationship with yourself. You have to have emotional intelligence. It's key to life, I think. And so the chapter opens up with this quote. You know I love the quote, so I'm going to read you the quote. An inability to notice our true feelings leaves us at their mercy. People with greater certainty about their feelings are better pilots of their lives, having a sure sense about their personal decisions, from whom to marry, what job to take, etc. So you've heard the phrase, you can either control your emotions or your emotions will control you. Same with your thoughts, your feelings, like everything. So we have to learn how to master these emotions. And so emotional literacy includes the ability to accurately read one's own feelings, to manage them by self-soothing or delaying impulsivity to some extent, and then comprehend and respond appropriately to the feelings of others. We don't have to do these things perfectly, but solid relationships will require that we be able to do them at least reasonably well, as emotional literacy is the currency of all loving relationships. And so you know that, like, you can tell when someone's upset or when someone's mad, and usually, like, that root anger is, is really key for something underlying and something else going on, so... Empathy is really lacking in our society, but this is really just talking about empathy. It's the crucial ingredient to a great relationships. It's enhanced in direct proportion to your ability to identify and be present with your own emotions. So you can't be empathetic to other people if you're not first aware of your own emotions. And so sometimes I think we don't really even know how to articulate our feelings. And so it's like, how do you feel? When you're like, well, that person's being rude as frick to me. That's not actually a feeling. You're mostly hurt, ashamed, embarrassed. So there goes on in the book. It says this psychotherapist, Lucia, I'm going to like bomb her last name. It starts with a C, Capone. I can't even. Capone, maybe? I don't even know. I don't know how to read. Helps the reader identify their feelings in articulating the nine families of feelings. So here are the nine families. So it's happy, sad, angry, afraid, playful, loving, confused, depressed, peaceful. And so then some of the happy words are blissful, delighted, enthusiastic, gleeful, glad, grateful, joyful. Sad are discouraged, disheartened, down, Gloomy, grieving, hurt, angry, 
agitated, bitter, enraged, furious, mad, resentful. Afraid can include anxious, fearful, horrified, nervous, panicked, shaky, terrified. Playful can include adventurous, childlike, creative, free, lighthearted, spontaneous, whimsical. Loving can include affectionate, passionate, friendly, kind, nurturing, tender. Confused can be ambivalent, bewildered, conflicted, perplexed, torn, uneasy. Depressed can be burnt out, dejected, despondent, helpless, hopeless, listless, weary, withdrawn. Peaceful, calm, contented, relaxed, quiet, satisfied, serene, and tranquil. Your ability to recognize what you're feeling when you're feeling it is the key to emotional intelligence. So I want to ask you genuinely, how are you feeling right now? Take a look at like those nine families, happy, sad, angry, afraid, playful, loving, confused, depressed, peaceful, and some of those other adjectives that go in there. How are you genuinely feeling? It's not only key that you learn how to identify what you're feeling and being able to articulate it in a constructive way. It's also learning not to shame yourselves when you feel something. So this is something I am the world's freaking worst at. I'm always like, I shouldn't feel this way. I deny myself the feelings or I don't really feel this way. I'm so stupid for feeling this way. I've said that or like, I know this is wrong. And it's just like the culture. It's addicted to giving us these distractions, these quick fixes to help us escape anything unpleasant. But honestly, it goes on in the book to say that some things are there to to literally like save you and to give you like imagine like fear is not healthy to live in a state of fear. However, fear evolutionary when you were scared and you were in the wild fear could have saved your life and so yeah I might be scared of doing some of these things but like stepping out and doing them not living in that place of fear I can acknowledge it and it's good to acknowledge it so not all the even unpleasant emotions are wrong we have to live with all of these so it even goes on to say like how you not you shouldn't live in a place of guilt however when you experience guilt that's just your the response of saying, hey, I crossed a boundary of my own or someone else's boundary. You don't live in a place of guilt, but you acknowledge the feeling of guilt. I hope this is making sense. Essentially, even if you're feeling something negative, I want to stand here. I'm sitting on the bed. Let's be completely honest. I can't. I can't stand up right now. I want you to give yourself the permission to feel whatever you feel regardless of what you think you should feel or what you should not feel. If it's sad and depressed, if it's anxious, if it's whatever, what would happen if you allowed yourself to feel what you're feeling and asked yourself, hey, sadness, what are you trying to tell me? Hey, depression, what are you trying to tell me? If you actively spoke to those voices and to those feelings that you're feeling and you said, hey, what are you trying to tell me? Hey, instead of denying myself that I'm feeling these and trying to repress them and act like they're not happening, what would happen if you allowed yourself to feel that? I imagine just saying, you know, I am concussed, but I'm still smart. You would have freedom. There would be freedom in that. Allow yourself to feel 
what you feel. Allow yourself to become fully present and honor yourself to to let I'm going to honor my Montana because by honoring myself and my feelings and my commitments and what's what I need I'm actually becoming more present and giving more of myself to love. That's I want to be the fullest version of myself. So allowing myself to feel these things and work them out is actually opening up myself more for the capacity of love. This whole podcast was started by just being 100% authentically me. I'm trying it out. Seems to be working. So what if you let yourself be the most authentic version of yourself today. You, I'm going to, I am going to close out with this last paragraph of this book and then read the, read the, or this chapter and then read the practice because it's so good. When you know yourself, you don't need to defend against being known. Let me say that again. When you know yourself, you don't need to defend against being known. You develop a capacity for intimacy by giving up your need to see yourselves a certain way. It's challenging to be authentic about some of our emotions, our motivations, and our weaknesses. Who among us does not wish to think of ourselves as good, strong, and loving people? Yet truthfully, being human means that we have it all within us. The the capacity to abuse as well as to nurture to destroy as well as to create, to hate as well as to love. It is because we embody the whole spectrum of possibilities that our choice to grow ourselves and our capacity to give and receive love is so extraordinary. So what if you just allowed yourself to show up and feel exactly what you're feeling? You're not staying there, but you're done hiding from it. You're done running from it. You are showing up 100% authentically, this is me, this is who I am self, and taking that hard look in the mirror and being like, I am this, but I don't want to stay this. So I am going to read today's practice, and so it's kind of long. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I need to drink water. Oh my goodness, I don't have COVID, sorry. I just like choked over my own spit. If you know, you know, you know. Today we are going to practice working with the observer self. That part of us that simply... Oh my goodness, I gotta get water. Hold on. (coughs) Okay, here we go. Today we are going to practice working with the observer self. The part of us that simply notices and observes whatever we are experiencing in any given moment without doing anything to change it. When we are standing in the self, we need not react to our feelings, fix them in any way, analyze or judge them. We simply need to identify and be with them. Sit quietly for several minutes, focusing on your breath in order to become deeply present with yourself. Become very aware of your body and be with any sensations you are experiencing fully. Move your awareness into any area that is particularly tense and notice what emotions, if any, are being held in that part of the body. As you release the tension you find, allow yourself to feel the emotions fully. Notice that you may have several emotions that you're feeling all at once. One at a time, identify the feelings you are experiencing. Excitement, fear, happiness, sadness. Take time to just be with the feelings you notice present with you. Welcome them, even the difficult ones. Pay attention to the feelings you feel without resisting or judging them in any way. Breathing deeply and just being with them. 
Now ask each of these feelings states if any inform- if they have any information they wish to give you. Examples. Excitement wants me to keep expanding myself beyond who I've known myself to be. Fear of disappointment wants me to remember not to have falsely high expectations. Happiness wants to celebrate the challenges I've overcome that have brought me to this place. Sadness wants me to remember those in life I've lost who are not with me. Write in your journal about these experiences of being fully present with your emotions and any information that had your emotions for you. So I hope you guys take inventory of what you're feeling and just I am here to tell you this April 25th that whatever you're feeling, what if you just allowed yourself to feel feel it? I'm giving you permission to feel whatever you're feeling. I love you. I mean it. Lesson 34 is about cultivating solitude. So, yes, I love you. I mean it. Bye. I hope you have a great day.